It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando magic podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is April 14th, 2021. My name is Philip Ross, I'm the expert insight editor over at orlandomagicdaily.com. Of course, follow me on Twitter at philiprr underscore omd. On today's episode of Locked On Magic... We'll talk a little bit about the third quarter of the season that has just been completed. Who our third quarter MVP is. Um, we'll go ahead and name him our Michelob Ultra Player of the Week as well. And uh, and what to look forward to as the Magic have 18 games left this season, the final quarter of the season. I like to split the season into quarters. It, it gives us a chance to take a pause and reflect on things, and especially... Before Wednesday's game against the Chicago Bulls, definitely a good time to reflect on some things. Before we get to any of that, though, I do want to remind you all you can check out all the great podcasts on the Lockdown Podcast Network by searching every download podcast for Lockdown and the team you're looking for. Just like this podcast here covering the Orlando Magic with excruciating detail, there's podcasts covering every single team in the NBA with the same level of care and detail that you can only find from a local expert who knows their team best. Want the lowdown on the Chicago Bulls? Check out our pals at Lockdown Bulls. No matter who your team is, whether it's in the NBA, NFL, NHL, MLB, or college too, there's a Lockdown Podcast for you. Search Revy Download Podcast for Locked On and the team you're looking for. The Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. Today's episode is also brought to you by Michelob Ultra. At only 2.6 carbs and 95 calories, it's only worth it if you enjoy it. Stay tuned for the Ultra Player of the Week coming up later in the episode. Before we look ahead to the final quarter of the season, let's look back on what's happened over the last 18 games. Roughly about a month. Of basketball. Um, obviously, it was a month of extreme change to the franchise. Change that to many was welcomed. Change that seemed necessary and inevitable. Um, and change that finally did come. The Magic went from a team trying to climb their way back into the playoff picture if they could just all get healthy at the same time to a team that has completely remade itself. Um, and remade itself by tearing everything down and trying to start anew. The Orlando Magic, of course, traded Nikola Vucevic, Evan Fournier, and Aaron Gordon for a collection of young assets that include Wendell Carter, RJ Hampton, uh, two future first-round picks, and then another pick coming from the Denver Nuggets, um, which all of a sudden doesn't look terrible. Who knows? Um, 2025 is a long way away. Um, but this is a team, this is a franchise, this is an organization that pulled the plug. And so, you know, one of the questions we had at the end of the third quarter of the season was what direct, or at the beginning of the third quarter of the season, was what direction would the Magic go? We all knew and circled the trade deadline as an important inflection point in this team's history, in this team's development, and, and what this team was going to be, not just for this year, but beyond. Even someone like me, who still believed in the playoffs and still believed that making a run was was good and 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 was something that they should aspire to, didn't view it as likely, and understood that yes, 
a high draft pick was likely coming to the Orlando Magic one way or another. The Magic doubled down on that bet, and we'll see what happens in the lottery in late June. The team that was left for the Orlando Magic, though, um, is extremely young. <laughs> that's, that's probably the best way to describe them. Is a team that does not have that pure score, that does not have that guy that can take over games, that's had to struggle and find its way on the fly without practice time, without you know, without veterans to kind of guide the way and teach young players how to implement all these new changes that are occurring around them. And frankly, those veterans are probably also, their heads are also spinning with all the changes around them. I don't think it's all done. I think the Magic will still do some work in the offseason, but obviously the future is or feels more important than the present. And that's why I wanted with our, our third quarter player of of player of the quarter or third quarter MVP, um, and the guy we will name our Michelob Ultra player of the week here. Um, it's why I wanted to make sure we look back and appreciated what we had knowing full well the work that is ahead. The bottom line is this. Nikola Vucevic had a hell of a season for the Orlando Magic. And the third quarter of the season was not his best, but was still really good. 24.3 points per game, 12.5 rebounds per game, 4.1 assists per game. He was shooting 38.2% from three, which was down for him this year. But how much are the Magic missing that? And since the Magic are getting ready to play the Chicago Bulls and play Nikola Vucevic for the first time since the trade, it's been very clear how much this team misses him. The little things he does, his ability to screen and be a threat as a roller or a, a, or a shooter, giving all the Magic's guards room to drive the lane. His rebounding ability, turns out it was really good, and we all kind of took it for granted. There's been a narrative that he isn't great uh, rebounding in space, and I agree, he's not a rebounder that goes out of his area, but when the ball is at his hands, he gets it. That is not something that has happened since the Magic made the trades. The Magic have fallen from the best defensive rebounding team in the league to, I think, 22nd in the league. And the ninth worst, so yeah, 22nd in the league in defensive rebound rate. No matter how you feel about Nikola Vucic, and, and I'm not here to say that the trades weren't justified or the trades weren't the right decision. Um, it, it definitely felt like the writing was on the wall for the group. The team had reached its peak, had done all it could together. It was clear Evan Fournier was on the move. Aaron Gordon had already requested a trade. It was probably time. And to some people, it was probably two years overdue. And that's fair to say. I'm not going to disagree with that notion. I think that was the original plan. And when the Magic made the playoffs, they changed the plan a little bit. Or they tried to play it out. They tried to play this string out a little bit. They played it out to the end. And they got a healthy return. Not maybe the best return, but a healthy return. And it's just clear how much Vucevic helped this team function and helped keep this team afloat. Because the fact of the matter is, since the trade deadline, the Magic have played like the worst team in the league. Yes, they had, you know, three, maybe four games of these 10 since the trade deadline. I'll give them five, the Portland game too. But of the nine games since the new players joined the team, they've had four games where they looked really spry. But they've statistically been terrible. The defense is in shambles. The offense is a joke. 
And while Nikola Vucevic alone is not one to make the Magic a top offensive team, I'm not here to say that, he's a good enough player to make the team function in a real way. I argued and and caught some flack for saying that I thought that Nikola Vucevic was more important than ever for next season's team, with Jonathan Isaac coming back from injury, with Markel Fultz coming back from injury, with a rookie in tow. Having someone that the team could just rely on to score points, even if they're not winning, would help the team function significantly more. And, you know, you listen to Steve Clifford after these games, and it's just like, they can't learn or evaluate anything about their young players because they simply cannot function in a real way. On either end, to be frank. And not all of that's Vucevic. Some of it's the injuries. Magic are still dealing with a ton of injuries. To Chumo Kiki, to Mo Bamba, to who knows who else. To Otto Porter. The bottom line is this. The Magic... The Magic probably took everything Vucevic did for granted. Steve Wilford probably didn't, but fans certainly did. And what's left for this season is trying to pick up those pieces and trying to find a way to make it all work again. Nikola Vucevic will probably be the MVP of the season. Um, when I name that at the end of the year, I have no intention, I have no belief that that's not how it's going to play out. But... The Magic have so much work to do. They're much further behind than I think we all believe they would be. And they're much more disorganized and struggling to do very basic things than I think we all thought they would be. And for that, for that absence, Nikola Vucevic is the team's MVP. They needed him a lot more than I think they believed. But now they have to push forward and find their way. We'll talk a little bit more about what's in store for the fourth quarter of the season coming up here in just a moment. But first, Nikola Vucevic is our MVP of the third quarter, so we'll go ahead and name him our Michelob Ultra Player of the Week. It's a bad week for the Orlando Magic. Obviously, a six-game losing streak. Not a lot of great statistics to point out or things to celebrate. Um, the Magic social media team tried to do some of that, and they got hit pretty hard. Look, look, uh, I know some of the guys on the Magic social media team. Um, I get what they're trying to do with a trivia day. Um, that tweet was not a good tweet. Um, it was A, out of context because the raw number doesn't matter as the great Evan Dunlap of uh, formerly of, Bas- of uh, Orlando Pinstripe Post noted um, the Magic, this Magic team is not the worst defensive team in Magic history as compared to the league average. Um, that would still be the 2014. Um, this, this team, though, has the largest raw defensive rating, highest l- raw defensive rating, but um, this, is, this is not, you know, this, is, this league's also seeing an offensive explosion. Um, you know, just, just, just for point of reference, the 2009 team, which revolutionized three-point shooting in this league, um, it would, would have, I think, the fewest three-point attempts in the NBA, even, even like the Magic, who are right now, who are one of the worst three-point shooting teams. Um, it's... This this Magic team is not... I mean, I, I will probably go through it at the end. This Magic team for the whole season um, is not the worst team in Magic history um, by any stretch of the imagination, defensively. Um, offensively, they might be, but uh, defensively, they certainly are not. So um, just just some just a little bit of food for thought there. Um, I don't mean to drag those guys. Um, I think they try, um, but that was, that was not an ill... That was an ill-advised tweet, if there ever was one. But I digress. Um... 
we want to think about happier things. And, and obviously, there's just not a lot happy on the court. Uh, I do want to give Wendell Carter his props. He is the leading scorer, for, leading scorer among the new guys for the team. Um, he certainly looked a lot more aggressive in, in Monday's loss to the Spurs. Um, and, and we want to see that. Uh, and I want to see Carter continue to, to grow uh, and get confident within his role. I like that he's starting to shoot some threes. But the bottom line is this, as we're going to see in Wednesday's game, Nikola Vucevic is very, very good at basketball. And just does a lot of little things in addition to his scoring that that help a team compete. Now you not win, but compete. Um, and that's a basic level the Magic are trying to get to. So whether it's in a fit of depression or a fit of joy, be sure to check out Michelob Ultra because it's only worth it if you enjoy it. With 2.6 carbs and 95 calories, joy creates success. Because enjoyment isn't the end game, it's the whole game. Check out Michelob Ultra today. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Get all the sports news you need in less than 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. So what's left for the Orlando Magic here in the final 18 games? Um, It's been a question that we've wrestled with for the last three or four games as the Magic have had blowout after blowout after blowout and really just haven't been able to learn a whole lot of anything about their roster. The team, even Steve Clifford, has seemingly admitted that the rest of the season is about player development. It's about getting better as a unit, seeing individual growth, and, and in Clifford's eyes, seeing some team growth as well. He knows that this team doesn't necessarily have the talent to win every night, but he still expects them to compete. And then when they have the chance to win, to give them, to, to put themselves in position to win, to execute at the highest levels they can, and if they make mistakes, to learn from those mistakes. Um, but as Clifford has said several times, you know, if we make a mistake because we weren't able to execute a play, we can te- in, in a close game under pressure, we can teach from that. It's it's kind of hard to teach from a spot where the team just isn't functioning or isn't able to play at a high enough level, and and that's that's where the Magic find themselves at now. Um, is is trying to find a way to just to just function on a basic level. Um, it's not easy to do without the practice time, without training camp. Um, this is a completely new team, and you know you can still see the Magic are trying to run a lot of the same plays that they ran with Nikola Vucevic and Evan Fournier um, and Aaron Gordon, but they don't have the players to run them. Wendell Carter not a, a is, is a decent passer, but not a great passer. Mobamba certainly not a great passer from the high post. Um, and so that limits their options. I mean, again, the Magic missed Nikola Vucevic because he could just he did a lot of things that don't show up in a box score that help a team stay organized, help you know give the team a threat on the offensive end. Right now, the Magic just don't have enough offensive threats. Um, and again, it's not they don't have guys that could score. Like it's 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 that simple. The biggest question to me then for the Orlando Magic is not necessarily about individual growth and development. Um, because that can't come unless the team figures itself out. 
I think back to when James Borrego was the head coach of the Orlando Magic. Um, he took over the team with 30 games left in the season. And, you know, yes, he knew that that team was probably going to roll over a little bit and there were a lot of young guys to develop there. And so he made the pitch that we're going to focus on being really good at one thing. We're going to be really good at defending the paint. If we give up a ton of threes because we're defending the paint too hard, so be it. But that's something we're going to be elite at. And indeed, you know, you go back and look at those final 30 games of that season, the Magic were 10-20, and 20, which isn't a great record. But they were they, they ended the season, I think, um, that, that final, those final 30 games in the top five in points in the paint against. The Magic became a really good paint defense. And some of that was because they played some odd lineups. They played Dwayne Dedman and Nikola Vucevic together a lot. Um, Nikola Vucic was not the defender that he is today back then. Um, but it was it was a simple goal that the team could achieve. Um, and again, there's a little a lot more familiarity. They didn't have to change as much offensively. Probably had, you know, and this is saying something, probably had better offensive weapons on that team with Victor Oladipo and, and Nikola Vucevic. And I think Alfred Payton was on that team as well. Um, I feel like that's a, a big thing that I'm trying to hit on is is I really think the Magic need to just make their offense and, and their defense just overly simple. Focus on maybe two or three things that you can be really good at and be really good at those things. That should give you a chance to compete and a chance to win. That should give you the opportunity you need to be in the mix, to be in the hunt. And that's all the Magic should ask for right now is to be in the hunt. That's the most important thing for them at the moment. Just to have a chance to compete and to learn and to grow. We're going to see plenty from a lot of these young players. I mean, right now, you know, I know a lot of people are complaining. I do think that the Magic need to mix up their starting lineup. I do think that the Magic need to change their rotation up a little bit or their playing groups up a little bit. But it's not that that young guys aren't playing. Steve Clifford has done a very, very good job making sure minutes are pretty evened out around 25. You know, no one's playing more than 30 minutes per game right now. I think Chumo is the only player with more than 30 minutes per game since the trade deadline, and that might have dipped under 30 with the with the minute restriction he was on on Monday. Um, um, the, the team is being super patient. They're giving everyone their time. And yes, I think we can agree that maybe playing groups need to be sorted out a little bit better and, and, and all that, but the Magic are giving all their young players plenty of time on the court. Plenty of time. It's getting the most of those minutes that matter. And, and, and as much as people may not want to hear it, I do think being competitive and having chances to win is the best way to give those guys the chance to grow because these blowout losses mean nothing. Blowout garbage time play means nothing. You don't learn anything from it. Yeah, it's great that R.J. Hampton scored 16 the other night. He did most of it with the game already decided. Um, and so, and uh, I'll give you this. Yes, very good first conference. He was struggling to shoot a little bit, especially since Gary Harris came back in the lineup. That was good for him. I'm not saying that it was bad. I'm not claiming that it's a bad thing that Gary Harris, that uh, R.J. Hampton scored so much. It's bad, though, because it doesn't mean anything beyond that. As always, momentum is the next day's pitcher. We'll see what he looks like Wednesday against Chicago. I'm sure he will play, too. Um, but it's... There are no easy solutions here. Um, you know, I, 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 I keep repeating that. I, when people ask me, like, what changes would you make to the rotation or or what does this team need to do to compete? And 
I'm just like, look, you're looking at the roster. There are not easy solutions. Um, the bottom line is, you know, and I think Brian Hill said this on the Valley Sports Florida broadcast before Monday's game. At the end of the day, the Magic just need to make shots. Um, and there's going to be games where the Magic are shooting well enough that they'll compete just based off of that. Um, but those are going to be few and far between. My big goal for the Magic the rest of the season is find a way to play. Find your way to play. Find what you are good at and really press that advantage or press that philosophy. Simplify everything as much as you can with this group. It's a young group that just doesn't quite know how to process information. As much as Clifford says, like any player has to be able to turn what the coach says in, in a timeout into a play. You know, you can't ha- you can't blow out of timeout sets. I agree completely with that. But simplify the process. Make it easy for everyone. You have some guiding principles. Have some guiding things. But let them play under those principles and under those guidelines. But don't make them too restrictive. And that will reveal what this team is good at. Um, you know, you, that you need some organization. I'm not saying you don't need any organization. You need some organization. But you don't want it to be too much that everyone is thinking out there. And, and it feels like that's a lot of what's happening as, as they're struggling to deal with these new situations. Back when the Magic won those two games on the road, on the road trip and even played against the Lakers, they, they really seemed to be finding an identity. Um, you know, we were comparing them to the Heart and Hustle team because their energy was just so up. They were into people. They were defending with their hair cut off, and they made mistakes, but effort makes up for mistakes. Right now, you know, it's not that the effort isn't there, but the energy's down. You can see that the Magic are are frustrated and struggling with a lot of things. Um, And I I think that this Magic team needs to be focused on trying to force turnovers. Not, Not to put yourself out of position, but force turnovers. You know, be physical defensively. I think that's the path for this team. Be physical defensively, try and force turnovers, and try and get out in transition. That's... That's what the Magic have to do to succeed, I think. And so I, I think the Magic should really hone in and focus on those things. Um, and that, that'll that make things a little bit better, maybe. Um, but we'll be watching all that growth and de- all that all that supposed growth and development here over the final 18 games of the season. We'll talk a little bit about the Magic's upcoming game against the Chicago Bulls coming up in just a moment. But first, our pals at Built Bar are back and even more delicious than ever. We had the Built Bar Tournament shared a lot of the fun flavors that they have going for you right now, like caramel brownie, cookies and cream, lemon, almond, cheesecake, carrot cake, peanut butter, banana bread, anything that you can think of. Bars are covered in 100% chocolate. They're soft and easy to chew. This is the protein bar for the non-protein bar person. Even if you are a protein bar person, though, um, this is this is a this is where you should turn to. Built Bar is great for the health conscious person. You can lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. Bars are low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, and great for keto diets. Go to builtbar.com and use promo code LOCK15 and you'll get 15% off your next order. Again, use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at builtbar.com. Today's podcast also brought to you by our pals at betonline.eg. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football's over. It's been over for a while. But the NBA, MLB, and NHL are in full swing. BetOnline even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. Get real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit using the promo code LOCKEDON. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. 
Get more analysis on the top prospects available in this year's NBA Draft with the Locked On NBA Draft Podcast. Scouting reports, draft rumors, mock drafts, and full coverage of March Madness four days a week and beyond from credentialed draft experts. Follow the Locked On NBA Draft Podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. The Atlanta Magic will take on the Chicago Bulls here at 8 o'clock at the United Center as the Magic hit the road once again. They'll see their old pal Nikola Vucevic and taking on a Bulls team that is talented but struggling as much as the Magic are. The Bulls are just 3-7 and seven since the trade deadline, but a lot of those games coming on the road, they've played just one home game, I believe, one or two home games since the trade deadline, so they've they've had a rough go of it. Um, and for sure, this team is still getting all of its pieces together. Zach Levine is an incredible scorer. Um, Nikola Vucevic, obviously an incredible scorer, but the Bulls are finding difficulties with other pieces around them. Um, this is a game where the Magic certainly should have a way to wedge themselves in if they play well. Again, make shots. That's the first key to everything. Um, but this Bulls team has a very dynamic offense. They're very good on the defensive glass. I-, I think the Bulls will figure things out eventually. They go through some weird cold spells, and it's just it feels like it's just an issue of familiarity. You can beat the Bulls if you have the offensive force to beat them and, and kind of get past their defense, which hasn't been good all year long. It hasn't been good. Since the since the trades, um, you know they're trying to play some lineups with Daniel Theis and Nikola Vucevic together to try and add some defensive force. Theis is a very physical defender. Um, I think he will give the Magic's bench a lot of problems. But really, this game is going to come down to whether the Magic have the offensive force to do anything about it. Um, are they going to be able to defend Zach Levine and Nikola Vucevic? Probably not consistently. Um, that's going to be a huge issue throughout the course of the game. But during those times when they're off the floor, when it's just one of them on the floor, I think the Magic can find some gaps. The Bulls just don't have a lot of offensive players beyond those two guys. Um, they have guys who could score. Like I'm not saying that that, that they, they're completely inept, but um, they don't they don't have a lot of offensive push beyond those two guys. Um, and so the Magic are going to have to find their pockets to to to, to score and, and to and to defend at a high level. Um, again, it, this game every game is going to come down to whether the Magic's offense can function. Um, the defense is going to have its moments. Um, it may not be 48 minutes, but it'll have its moments. The offense has got to function well, um, and it's got to function well off the tip um, and, and for an entire quarter and when the lineup breaks and all that stuff. Um, the Magic just have had too many periods where their offense just goes completely dark, not not even slowed down, just stops. Um, you know, you go seven minutes without scoring against the, the, the Spurs on Monday, against the Pacers on Friday. They had a long stretch where they couldn't score. Um, consistently, um, you know, the Magic have to find their way to the line. They have to kind of force some things, but still look to pass and move the ball. If they're playing one-on-one ball, they're not going to win. The Bulls' defense is not great, um, but can step up when needed um, and can play really, really well when it when it has to or, 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 or for enough spurts. And the Magic just have to find a way to break it down. They have to find a way to get into paint and create some action, create some tension in that defense. And that's that's what they've really struggled with. Um, right now, Orlando is just not in a very good place. I think Chicago is good enough to win, and, and even if they have to outscore the Magic, they're certainly good enough to outscore the Magic. It's going to be really interesting to see how the Magic defends Zach Levine, um, but he could be in for a big game because the Magic's defense has really struggled, especially beyond the arc. It has not been a pretty time for the Orlando Magic. Tip-off for that game is at 8 o'clock. It'll be on Valley Sports Florida. We'll have a complete, we'll have a recap of that game on OrlandoMagicDaily.com. Tomorrow's episode of Locked on Magic will probably be a little bit later in the afternoon. Um, but be sure to tune in for that. I, have, I will be kind of recapping the third quarter of the season once again on, on tomorrow's episode of Locked on Magic. And don't forget, Thursday at 5.30 p.m., I'll be hosting a locker room, so download the locker room app 
and follow me at P. Rossman Reich to get uh, notified when that room opens. We'll be going at Thursday at around 5.30 p.m. But that's going to do it for me. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. Of course, follow me on Twitter at Locked on Magic. Subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts. Search your tune in Himalaya, Google Play, Spotify, and all the fun places to download podcasts for your podcast-enabled listening device. You can find me on Twitter again at philiprr_md. And of course, for the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. You can follow me there on Twitter at omagicdaily. That's going to do it for me, though. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. For Orlando Magic Daily and Locked on Magic, this is Philip Ross. Right? We'll see you all again next time for another episode of Locked on Magic. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.